Welcome back to another and unfortunately our last episode of CSA Talks this season. Sad. Boo. <laughs> but nonetheless, it will be an amazing episode and might I add, a quite important one as well. Um, my name is Rita and I'm going to be your host for today and we have four lovely guests with us today if you'd all like to introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Rachel and I'm in first year. Hi, I'm Laura. I'm also in first year. I'm Owen and I'm also in first year. And I'm Caitlin and I'm in second year. Great! Okay, so it being our last episode, we're going to be finishing off strong with a really great topic, Asian representation on the big screen, or perhaps lack thereof. So let's get straight into it. So just some general questions to kind of begin with, um, just regarding this topic, and anyone can really chime in for any of these questions, but what does Asian representation kind of mean to you? And like just seeing influencers on screen or people that kind of look like us, um, like what, what does that kind of, how does that make you feel, I guess, overall? Um, I can start. Yeah. So I think representation is really important for me because, yeah, like like you said, being able to see myself on like uh, people who look like me on YouTube or like whether that's in movies, uh, it makes me feel like normal, I guess. And mm -hmm. I know that a lot of people did grow up, um, for some people who grew up with like mostly predominantly white like media that they consumed, they always felt like left out or maybe that yeah. they're different yeah. but I think being able to see people that are like you makes you feel included so, yeah yeah no, for sure I I couldn't agree more um I guess like just to add on to that like what kind of does Asian Asian representation look like in the media do you think there's like too much of it too little of it what what do you guys think of that well, it depends what you mean by media, right? Like, it can be anything like ads, YouTube, campaigns, yeah. movies, mm -hmm. films. Like, media is all around us. And I don't think you can possibly have too much representation. Right. Um, Agreed. But it's just being able to see yourself, like, someone who looks like you, um, like, around you is really important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like Rachel said, it's like a sense of belonging and, like, you are allowed to take up space. Mm -hmm. Agreed, yeah. Do you guys think that we're kind of in you know, the golden age of Asian representation in film and television? Like, are we at our peak? I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> I really hope not. Yeah. No, because, like, definitely if you think where we are now compared to where we were, like, 10 years ago, you can say, yeah, I definitely see more of myself in the media, it's like, in movies and online, but it really talks on, like, is it impactful or is it just placed there? Because sometimes, like, I know when I watch shows and I see an Asian character in it, to me, it feels very artificial and very, like, deliberate. Like, they're like, oh, this is our token Asian character. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't yeah. feel, like, organic in that sense. Yeah, know? no, for sure. Um, do you guys think that, I guess, is it, like, only kind of being shown very recently, seeing, like, the Asian, like, representation in, in movies and TV shows? Do you think that's, like, kind of... Only because it's, like, trending? Is it, like, a corporate buzzword? Like, do you think, like, companies and enterprises are just doing that because, you know, diversity is trending? What do you guys think on that? Well, I think initially it was definitely for diversity and mm -hmm. the lack of disrepresentation. But hopefully through all of this, like, need for it, it will naturally come. Whereas uh, casting agents would just naturally gravitate towards Asians rather than having to pick Asians just for like, the diversity aspect of it. Yeah, yeah, no, agreed. And, Caitlin, you kind of touched on just, like, having, you know, that token Asian character, and, like, um, I think we can all agree we've seen, like, a lot of Asian actors and actresses being recycled and reused in in the media and in films and TV shows. Um, this kind of brings us into our first topic, 
about recycling and reusing the few Asian actors in Hollywood and just like typecasting with that. And also just kind of to add on to that, I guess the LGBTQ and plus presence within like Asian representation in the media. Um, Yeah, Laura, do you want to talk on that? Yeah, sure. So I feel like Asian representation has only really taken off recently. Like Parasite won the Oscars and then Minari. It was like a really big thing at the Oscars. Um, And also I think it was kind of a problem that it took this long for Asian actors and directors to be recognized at the Oscars because some people just refuse to read subtitles. Mm -hmm. Um, And also recently Squid Games was like sweeping the Actors Guild and all the other awards Mm -hmm. and Impact of Shang-Chi as a big like Marvel film. Um, Yeah, and the thing about like Hollywood recycling the same couple Asian actors like Constance Wu, like Michelle Yeoh, like they're great actors, but it's just, it feels like we're seeing the same person again and again. Mm Um, and I feel like there should be more opportunity for new Asian actors, Asian directors, or people in the field to be able to express their art. Yeah. And um, so about the representation, because being, I'm like visibly Asian, like you can tell yeah. by the color of my yeah. skin, the way I look, yeah. and I'm also visibly queer, so like it's like kind of a two kind of thing that people can just tell by looking at me, but the first thing you can definitely tell is the color of my skin. And so growing up... Um, I never really thought about the Asian representation because I was pretty young. I was just like, I guess it just didn't get into my head yet. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, this is just white people around me. I don't mm-hmm. know. But as soon when I was like getting older, I was realizing that like, oh, wait, these people are kind of different from me. They eat different food than me. Yeah. Like, um, I think, yeah, no, just to touch on that, mm-hmm. I like completely agree with like, I wasn't aware that like race was like played such a huge mm-hmm. role in my life, which sounds bad because... I am Asian and I, I am proud to be Asian and, you know, I love my culture and my history, but it, it was not, like, that prevalent in my life until, like, maybe I reached university and, like, I joined CSA and, like, kind of realized the huge and, like, really supportive community and Asian presence on campus. And that's when I kind of realized, oh, like, you know what, I did grow up among, like, a lot of you know, white people or, like, um, I still, like, had a bunch of, like, Asian friends back at, uh, back at home and, like, throughout high school and stuff, but we never really, you know, talked about, like, like, the, I guess, everyday kind of, like, subtle discrimination that we kind of face. It was, like, it, I don't think we were, like, aware of it yet. Yeah, when we were kids, like, you can't tell when you're being, there's someone's, like, Mm -hmm. micro-addressing you. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But I feel like, like, you can't tell explicitly what it is, but, like, something always like feels off like i'm yeah. pretty sure we all have like these memories growing up mm-hmm. like i remember being like seven years old and like one time i like left my lunch out and the teacher was like it was like fried rice like we all we've all had fried rice before i love fried rice i love fried rice <laughs> and she was like oh like whose lunch is this i looked it out and the whole class was like ew what is that and mm. i was like okay like it's, it's, it's not, not mine, mine. <laughs> like, what kind yeah. of weirdo I was, is yeah. who would eat that <laughs> Slim, like at the time, like obviously, I'm like, oh, that's like a microaggression. Like seven years old, I I was not like that. I was just mm-hmm. like, oh, it just feels like off to me. Mm-hmm. And then like you know, after like I come home, I watch TV and like what's on TV? Like I Carly, like Victorious. Mm-hmm. I grew up in like that era. Yeah, yeah. And those people in the show, like I like Carly was like twelve. Like they were my yeah. age, and I was like, okay, like this is kind of what I expected to grow up into. And I'm like, this is like life being shown to me. Mm-hmm. So I had this. Like idea of how I should 
be living my life. I had this idea of how my life would look like at that age, and mm-hmm. it never really aligned ever. Yeah, never, I never really, really yeah. was satisfied. <laughs> I was never satisfied, and I was like, this is not my reality so i guess like especially like with media like it's everyone sees it and it's sort of like this is the ideal lifestyle mm-hmm. like this is like the glamorized lifestyle and i never felt like related to that yeah mm-hmm. no and i think i think the moment where i kind of was like really related to a tv show was when i very briefly watched fresh off the boat like the first <laughs> few episodes um it's like yeah, like, I think you guys have heard of it and, like, maybe seen it yourselves. It's not too big, but, like, it was one of the scenes where, um, like, the the kid was at school eating, like, noodles or whatever, mm-hmm. and then people were like, oh, it looks like worms yeah. and whatever, all that stuff. And I was like, damn, I kind of had a moment like that. Like, yeah. that's way too relatable. Like, not in a good way as well, <laughs> you know? So, no, I, I couldn't agree more. Just um, having... Like, not kind of being aware of that growing up, but, like, kind of realizing it through, like, honestly, like, through film and, like, TV shows kind of educating you more about it. Yeah, and that's, like, representation isn't just for Asians. It's for other people to see into our lives and, like, understand, see, like, more perspectives. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, really important in general. Yeah. Like, it's not like we just want it because we're Asian. Yeah. Um, I couldn't agree more. I think it's, it, it is just something that kind of you don't realize until you do and then you're like and then you like look back and then you see all the issues that you're like damn that was actually not okay or yeah that was you know and I think a lot of people don't talk about um how representation can be very different as well because um I like for me at least I grew up like I'm Canadian born Chinese Mm -hmm. um and I grew up in a very Canadian family I would say Mm -hmm. like I know a lot of families who like cooked very like traditional foods and stuff like that um for me like my parents would always cook like spaghetti like we have like quite like canadian foods and so when i think of representation um it can look different than what someone else thinks um but yeah going back to what rena said i didn't really think about um like my culture that much until coming to university really and really like joining csa Mm -hmm. like it's just something that i always thought of and i think it really depends on how you're brought up because in the environment that i was in growing up um i was surrounded by a lot of people that looked like me i felt very comfortable um, but I know that's very different for other people. So. Mm-hmm. I was the complete opposite of mm, me. Interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, I come from a pretty non-Asian suburb. Um, however, growing up, I did surround myself with a lot of good people, fortunately. So I didn't feel the hate as much as some other people did. Of course, I faced some discrimination. And there's no one I could relate to other than, like, going onto YouTube mm-hmm. and, like, searching up, like... And then I remember finding the Fung Bros on how, like, oh. Asian street fashion. And I was just like, <laughs> wow, you know? Yeah. Um, but I'm really happy for the people I met. And especially come to university, I expected to meet the same people. Um, but I'm glad that, like, I was able to finally surround myself with more than just what I, like, what I had in my hometown. Mm-hmm. So I'm really fortunate for CSA. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not even just like a plug for CSA, but seriously, like yeah, literally, like but it like, really did change your perspective on a lot of things. I think it taught me a lot to like embrace my culture more and just be proud to be Chinese. No, I completely agreed. There was like uh, a movie I think 
you wanted to quickly talk about Laura, um, the Saving Face movie. I haven't seen it myself, but I I did do some quick research and I I saw it had pretty good reviews and stuff. Yeah, I love this movie. Yeah, <laughs> Bestie Alice Wu directed it. Um, she is Asian American and I think she's also queer. And this movie is really important to me growing up because I already was like I grew up in around around like pretty white neighborhoods generally. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this was, I think, the first movie I saw where Beijing slang was used in it because, oh. like, uh, I feel like three, a quarter of the movie is in Mandarin, and so um, this was like really shocking to me. And I was like, "Whoa, my parents use this slang!" Like, wow. yeah. And it was also a love story between two Asian girls, and so I was like, "I didn't know this was possible." Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Like, and it was really important to me, and it's one still one of my favorite movies, because it's a rom-com, and usually in LGBTQ, like, stories, one of them dies, or, like, someone is always punished, and so this was a happy ending, it was, like, a rom-com, and being Asian wasn't the big focus, they were just Asian yeah. and gay, yeah, mm-hmm. so they were allowed to exist, and they were allowed to exist like I do, and... Yeah. yeah, it was just a really cute little rom-com. Yeah, and, no, yeah, no. It made me feel like I'm allowed to exist and take up space. And, yeah, like, there are people like me. Yeah. yeah so you I don't think, feel alone. Yeah, that's the, like, most difficult thing to achieve, I feel like, in film and in television is how, like, the fact that they're Asian or the fact that they're queer or whatever is not the main plot of the movie, yeah. Yeah. you know? Because yeah. a lot of the time you see those kind of movies, it's like, they're gay and... Like, and they're Asian. Yeah, and <laughs> Asian they, they face struggles, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and that's, like, the whole plot of the movie. Yeah. Like, you know, you can have those characters and still have, you know, a regular, you know, um, like, Sarah Jessica Parker rom-com type mm-hmm. beat, you know? It doesn't have to be just, sur- like, circulated around the idea that they are Asian yeah. or they are gay. You know? I guess that was like more important like 10, 20 years ago mm-hmm. that they had to bring representation to like, yeah. our struggles. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we're kind of really past that. You're past that, yeah. yeah. No, agreed. I think if it's like the start of, of it or the start of um, something new, it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Sorry, high, high school, school musical. musical. <laughs> high school musical reference. Mm, but if it is just the beginning of something, it's it, it does need to be, I guess like, attention needs to be brought to it, and, like, you have to kind of explain that there are struggles, like, don't ignore that fact and stuff, but I think we are in a stage where we can, like, kind of move past that and have, like, and just, like, normalize the idea that, you know, there can be an Asian lead or there can be a queer lead or whatever, you know, so... Yeah, no, that's a really good point. I I really do need to watch that movie now (laughs) because you got me hyped over it. Um... Okay, so speaking of just Saving Face, um, that movie, and also just, like, um, romantic relationships in kind of movies, specifically movies with, like, an Asian lead, do we, how do we, like, what do we think about just how Asians are portrayed in movies and TV shows, and do they kind of reinforce um, those romantic stereotypes, or really any stereotype, or do they, you know, help with it? Or not, I guess. Caitlin, did you want to talk on that? Yeah, like, I feel when it comes to Asian women in the Mm -hmm. media, you either go, like, one of two ways. Like, one, it's, like, 
her parents are really strict and she's like, I have to study. Like, I, I need to get into, like, college. I have no mm-hmm. time for a boyfriend, mm-hmm. like, type of thing. Or yeah. either that or they're really hyper-sexualized. And, you know, like, yeah. Asian women are often very sexualized and, like, they're fetishized um, yeah. in the media. And I think that's, like, too extreme. Like, there's no really, like, middle ground for just a normal Asian girl living her normal, like, life. Mm-hmm. Asian isn't, like, her core identity and she's just, you know, exploring relationships. Yeah. Yeah, that does tie in really well. Yeah, Rachel, sorry. <laughs> um, I was just going to say, I think a really good example of a stereotypical, like, studious Asian girl was, like, in the half of it, yeah. um, if you guys watched that. But I think that was portrayed in, like, a good yeah, way. Yeah. I'm not sure what your thoughts are. Hmm. The half of it was also directed by Alice Boo. Yeah, I know. Oh, I was going to say yeah. that. I, I did not know that. that. Mm, very Damn. interesting. What, what? Was what a director. Very, like, yeah, coming of age. two movies. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. What? Sorry, I haven't seen it Okay, so basically, there's or this... is it the Asian chick who, like, plays piano? No. Oh. No. The one who, piano the one who rides the bike. Yeah, yeah, the one who rides the bike. Oh, yeah, I yeah. have seen trailers. Yeah. 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 Okay, but basically, for those of you who don't know, very quick synopsis. But <laughs> basically, there's this girl, and Spoiler. she helps this guy who has a crush on another girl um, to write letters to this girl because he has a crush on her. But then, in the end, the guy ends up falling for the studious Asian girl, but mm. then the Asian girl turns out to actually like... The other uh, girl. Yeah, classic love, love triangle. Love triangle. Yeah, but what are your thoughts? Like, was that portrayed in a good way? Hmm. Like, and Alice Wu stand. I liked the movie. It was okay. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that speaks million. That speaks so well. Yeah. I feel like I should just watch it again to hmm. maybe, you know, feel it again. But the first time I watched it, um... I don't know. I was like, why does there need to be a man here? Mm, right? A white guy. Yeah. Why is he here? Yeah. Like, this could have just been a love story yeah. about those two. Why mm. did he have to be here? Right. Well, I guess it creates drama and a little love triangle people love. Yeah. So. I guess there's kind of, like, a thin line between, like, trying to make sure or to keep, like, a movie or TV show entertaining mm-hmm. or to kind of make it realistic, you know? So it's it's tough to try to, like, find the gray area there. Um, and and have it be successful and, like, have awareness around it. But I think something that kind of... There, like, a lot of people feel two different ways about, like, this um, this movie. And, and for me, when I initially watched it, it was... I had a pretty positive, like, impact from it. But then after kind of doing more analysis of it and, like, thinking about it more, I kind of realized... Um, does it, like, kind of reinforce those stereotypes? So, um, I think everyone here has probably watched or has at least heard of, like, To All the Boys I've Loved before, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. also, it was, like, a book, I think Jenny Wu? Jenny Han. Han. Jenny Han, Jenny yes. Han sorry. Yeah. Um, Jenny Han, um, wrote the book, helped produce it, and then, um, but yeah, essentially, I really related to that movie just because I... You know, it was like the three girls. Like I have like three sis- like three girls in my family, um, and you know, it just really related to like that whole aspect. Of course, she was like um, her dad was white and like yeah. the mom was like Korean, yeah. so like they're like happies or whatever. But I definitely was like, you know, I really liked seeing like those three, and then I also felt like I kind of related to them a little bit. But then again, in this movie, the love interest was a white man and mm-hmm. i feel like yeah it's very common to see like if there is like an asian female lead or just like um the combination of a uh, the the couple or the romantic relationship is 
usually if it's like an Asian female, then yeah. it's typically a yeah. white man. Yeah. It's yeah. never like really any other race. And like, does that kind of help reinforce like the like just fetishizing Asian women? Because like you know, I don't know. Like there's. I mean, it happens. It's yeah. obviously, like, a, a big thing that happens. And do movies like that reinforce those kind of stereotypes? Oh, yeah. No. And it's such a cute movie to watch, It too. is. It, it is a, a cute, cute movie. movie. But, like, I sit here and think. Like, sometimes, like, maybe Hollywood, Hollywood's, like, the only way that the media will, like, the public will accept an Asian woman being in a relationship is if it's with a white man. And that yeah. just, like, yeah. does not sit well with me. It's either, like, a white man or it's, like, an Asian, another Asian person. Or yeah, Asian I was on the flip side, the alternative would just be another Asian. But then would people get mad because it's, like, they're putting Asians But, like, yeah. if there yeah. was more, just, like, anyone. Like any mm. love okay. interest, so. whether whatever race they may be, you know, it if there was more of that, then I feel like we'd feel less so that we either date in our race or date yeah. a white person. You know, it's no like one or the that other. Is, <laughs> no, that's, that's pretty. Yeah, that's so. Pretty did I blow your guys' minds? Yeah. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Crazy. I think I even have that. Like subconsciously, like when I when I go and I date people, like I gravitate towards Asians, mm-hmm. or I'm like a white man. Mm-hmm. Is that also like our parents' and uh, like effect on us? Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's a oh my god, that's a whole different thing. Different thing. Parents' expectations, I think. Mm, mm, yeah. Wait, side topic. When you like date, like when you look at potential people to date, do you uh-huh. check to see if they have an Asian fetish? Yes. Yes. How do you check that? You check. You just stalk them. You stalk somehow. them. You stalk them. You must find out if they're not Asian and they have like a picture of like Japan or oh, like anime or like, an anime. Like, oh, or they're like, oh, I love <laughs> my trip to Japan. Anime. Like, love these, Koreabu. love these uh, trees Red from Blade. Japan. Yeah. Love this temple from Japan, and they're not <laughs> Asian. Like, I check. Yeah. I'm like, oh, <laughs> like. Thankfully, oh. that's not something that is represented in movies and TV shows, I feel like. Like, yeah. you know, Noah Centineo wasn't, like, yeah, a huge Korea boo, like, anime watcher. <laughs> he was, you know, classic jock, a popular yeah. guy, popular kid yeah. or whatever. But it's, like, in that movie, it's almost as if, like, I know they do this for, like, a lot of movies, um, but it's almost, like, it's the pitiful, like, weirdo girl who and doesn't this, really talk to anyone. Yeah. And then... A really macho, mm. like super popular to, like, dude who her. like saves her. You know, oh, yeah. it's like a hero That's complex. True. And like, the fact that he's like a white man and she's like a minority like yeah. girl, that kind of like it's yeah. not deliberate. Like it's definitely not. It's very like subconscious. Mm-hmm. Like when you watch yeah. it, and you're like, oh, like am I just waiting to be saved by like a macho white man? Yeah, <laughs> are, <laughs> like, we are, we, are we all? Are we all? Yeah, and even in that movie, like the idea of her of her sister, like, her older sister going off yeah. to university and breaking up with, you know, her current, like, high school boyfriend. I guess that's, like, another... White another man. Josh. Not even, like, yeah, like, yeah, he's a white man, but also just, like, the fact that, like, you know, um, I guess... I don't know if you guys kind of had this idea brought upon from your parents, but, you, don't go you know, you don't want to go... Oh, yeah. 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 And they mentioned that very, yeah, lot, like, yeah. obviously in, in the movie. They're like, Mom never wanted me to, like, yeah. go to university, like... You know, I was still the complete opposite. Yeah, my parents pushed me to go to university. To, with, no, no, with no, the but oh, with what? your current oh. girlfriend. No, 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 no. I no, think no, it's no. very obvious that her parents. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
Yeah. I'm surprised you thought that all it of was... our parents didn't want us to go to university. <laughs> it was like push university or no? There was like no option. It was it's just like, university. Yeah, it's like you're here to study, not yeah. yeah you're here to yeah. study. Yeah, but like, if you just bring that relationship with you to university, then it's like distracting you from your studies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's another. I feel like Asian stereotype. I mean, I don't think it's a necessarily like horrible one because yeah. like yeah, of course your education is important. You want to you know be able to thrive, not have like you know, some kind of, like, per se, weight kind of yeah. holding you down, but, but, again, that's, like, I think typically kind of a stereotype that is seen often among Asian families. Yeah, yeah. no, it is, and it's, like, pushed in the media, too, but sometimes not even, like, this is a real issue, it's for comedic relief. Like, when I see it in the, in TV shows, mm-hmm. like, it's often used as sort of comedic relief, like, the mom's, like, like, you have to study. Like, you can't go out with your friends. You can't go, like, watch a movie. You need to focus and get into, like, Princeton, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I, I I think just, like, overall, um, how kind of, like, in kind of relation with, like, those stereotypes and everything, just, like, how we are represented in the media and in Hollywood, like, blockbuster films, do you think it's up to your personal standard or has it kind of contributed to the issue and like the discrimination that we face because like a lot of shows or movies such as crazy rich asians or like bling empire they don't really show an accurate representation of our culture and like they definitely over dramatize the lives that you know that we we live and the lives of asian people all around like i know that's for obviously like entertainment purposes but like do you think? Do you guys feel like it's up to your standard? Do you like what you see and how we're re- represented on like the big screen? I feel like okay, I feel like Hollywood really has it tough. Like after listening to all of this, mm-hmm. um, like I, I feel no matter what they do, I feel like they're fighting an uphill battle. Mm-hmm. Even if they represent an Asian in sort of a non-Asian <laughs> background, it's sort of like okay, what is going on? Right, like. And then if they, like, try to represent an Asian as an Asian, it's like, okay, well, now we're just being stereotyped. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. So I feel like Hollywood does have it really difficult in that sense. But as of right now, um, I'm kind of content with how diversified the Asian representation has been on the big screen. Mm. Yeah. Like... I would agree with you in that it is tough to, like, put content out there and, you know, not get hate for it or not get pooped on or something. But um, oftentimes these, like, these movies and TV shows, they're the, like, people behind it are, like, these huge American enterprises and Mm -hmm. corporations. Rachel? Yeah. Rachel? Now I was going to say, um, I'm going to segue into my topic, but mm-hmm. I want to talk about Turning Red because mm-hmm. it was actually one of like the first Disney films to have like um, a lot of their top executives were all Asian as well as like female, like their entire mm-hmm. team. And Canadian. And yeah, yeah exactly. Like, the TTC seats. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, like so much about this movie. Like I have a lot of thoughts about this movie. Good and bad, actually. I don't know if we should get into it. Yeah, yeah no, let's no, get into no, it. We let's can, get into we it, can definitely just like... <laughs> Um, no, no, of course, uh, just, I guess the idea where kind of these movies, although like, you know, what Owen was kind of talking about with like how, you know, it is tough for them, but like a lot of the time the people behind the screen are like these huge 
enterprises and do we think like Asian representation is like only recognized and like appreciated when it's backed up by like a large enterprise or studio or record label or network like Warner Bros or Netflix or Disney because like if it's not mainstream then it really doesn't get a lot of attention yeah 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 um with turning red like Rachel what do you kind of think what kind of impact do you think that had yeah, I would agree that it was backed by Disney, so I guess that's why it did get a lot of publicity. I know when the trailer first came out, like everyone went crazy over it. They're like, yeah. no yeah. way, no. Toronto. I, yeah. yeah, I think I appreciate that mm-hmm. it was an actually like Asian cast. Yeah, I yeah. not to mention female and yeah. like Canadian. So you get their perspective on it, and then mm-hmm. you get their opinions on it, and you get their knowledge on, you know, I guess like the community that the movie was set in as well. Mm-hmm. Like Toronto, right? Yeah, I thought the movie was actually going to what I liked the movie. <laughs> um, I liked the movie a lot because I thought it was very relatable. Um, very much like me, grew up very Canadian, but also with like Asian parents, Asian mm-hmm. background. I know one of the scenes had like toilet paper on the table, and I was like, wait a second, that's what my parents did. Like, we can't buy tissue paper; like that's too expensive. So we would save money so by using funny. toilet paper. Um, but then in terms of like. <clears throat> the bad things um not bad things but i know the ending i'm not sure if you guys have watched the movie sorry spoiler, spoiler alert, alert. um skip a few seconds but <laughs> yeah at the ending they started doing like this ritual almost um <laughs> where they like brought the panda up to heaven i don't know <laughs> um and they were just like um like doing a ritual like in cantonese yeah and i just thought that like i feel like Within, a, if I was not Cantonese or like not Chinese, I, I would seem like, yeah, like embarrassing in a way. It seems witchy. like ridiculed in a yeah, yeah like, it does. And I was like, ooh, I don't know if I like this. Like, this is strange. Hmm. I don't know. I didn't see that the movie yet myself, mm-hmm. but that scene yeah. just based off of how you describe it <laughs> seems it just, funky. It was a little <laughs> bit funky, but I think yeah, overall, um. I know Turning Red got a lot of hate as well because people were saying, if I am not a girl who went through puberty and Asian <laughs> in Toronto, then I cannot relate to this movie. But then someone well, else around, it's like, that's how we feel. Yeah, exactly. Like, like when have we ever related to any character? Yeah. Mm. In, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's, you know. Yeah. Most of the mom is like a tiger mom. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like a lot of people have those kind of moms. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The mom really frustrated me, but I feel like that's because of how accurate the mom yeah. is. You're like, goddamn. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like, whoa. Not, not like this. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> this hits too close to home. Yeah. And maybe it's accurate because it's made by Chinese or, like, yeah. Asian people. Yeah. You know? Domi Shi is a director. Yeah. yeah. He's also director Bao. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like they can bring their personal experiences. Oh, Bao was so cute, yeah. such a oh, good was good. Wait, oh, on the topic like, of Disney cry. movies, like, what do you guys think about Big Hero 6? Because personally, Ooh, I oh. found Big Hero 6 more relatable than... Loved it. Really? Relatable in what way? Relatable in what way? Relatable as, like, not even relatable. I just really enjoyed the fact that, like, he had more than just an Asian community just because yeah. I didn't come from a strictly Asian community oh, yes. so like he had his like friends that mm-hmm. are non-Asians and he went to school and sort of was regular although he although his family life and personal life wasn't really that discussed I just appreciated his friends basically oh, just yeah. seeing their dynamic especially mm-hmm. no yeah um I I really love that movie as well but like honestly when I watched it 
at the age that I watched it, I I probably didn't even like recognize. <laughs> I, was like, I, was like, I was like, are they Asian? Oh, <laughs> didn't you know that? <laughs> or um, I just watched it because you know, like Baymax is yeah. Baymax. Baymax. adorable. Um, oh, actually, sorry. fun, really fun point. <laughs> yeah, do that one more time. <laughs> right? the like, I, I really do it again. Balalala. Oh, <laughs> so cute. Um, yeah, actually, really fun fact. I was volunteering at the summer camp, and I actually were I like volunteered and like with there were a bunch of, like uh, four or five year olds at like the summer camp, and one of the kids was actually the son of the co-director of Baymax, or of <gasps> wait, Big Hero 6. Wait a second. That's it was crazy. crazy. I, like, he had a bunch of, like, Big Hero 6, like, merch, merch? and, like, <laughs> really backpack, promoting. like, everything, the hat and everything, and then he was like, you know, my dad directed Big Hero 6, and I was like, the heck are you doing in Calgary, you know? Why are you spending your summers in Calgary? Because, actually, um, I fact-checked it, and... You know, search up his, like, same last name as his dad, and it was, I think it's like Chris Williams or something, the most basic name, but, um, yeah, and his dad was, and he won an Oscar for it, and it was crazy, but, yeah, he's, like, originally from L.A., and they were just, like, spending the summer in Calgary because his, like, mom is from Calgary or something, so, yeah, really fun fact, anyways, I was pretty much, like, this close to fame. <laughs> um, so you can't tell my fingers are really close together <laughs> yeah um but i guess talking about just you know these these big labels and big enterprises um and having kind of asian representation only being valid or like counting when it goes mainstream or is approved by a mainstream platform i think this kind of ties into you know owen's topic of and um, just like YouTube overall, because yeah. there were a lot of Asian YouTube creators yeah. from the beginning, you yeah. know, like that I feel like were mm-hmm. like that era was just yeah, they were snubbed. Yeah, I think that that yeah. like for example, you know, like Fung Bros. the Fung Bros have been you know creating content like kind of Wong specifically Fu? around Asian like stereotypes whether it's like comedic content or just um like actually important stuff they've been creating that kind of content since like the early 2000s you know and only now is asian like only recent up until recently has um asian representation in in media been like oh a bigger thing oh yeah. like it's only yeah. happening now since crazy rich asians like mm-hmm. yeah. oh that's a huge now it's happening yeah. but they've been doing it since like yeah Oh six or whatever, <laughs> you know. Um, so I feel like they've been kind of like just snubbed, and like I feel like they kind of like paved the way into having more Asian representation, but don't get enough kind of credit for it. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think? No, like I do agree that like they definitely paved the way, and I feel like they were the very early, um, like sort of pioneers of. Uh, Asian in the media or like Asians on the big screen especially Wang Fu like if yeah. you look at um, Simu who played Shang-Chi he was oh is that why he played? no way no, sh- no he, he, he... <laughs> western graduate? Uh... Simu Liu? Simu. wait oh, who is that? that? wait what? that was crazy um, he was on a lot of Wang Fu yeah. shorts prior yeah. to Shang-Chi wait, I didn't know that you didn't yeah. know that's crazy and go I, find him yeah I feel like through Wang Fu it gave a lot of like it probably gave a lot of um, courage and 
yeah motivation for those aspiring asian young actors to mm-hmm. finally like try to take that risk because being immigrants to canada or like to americas it's very difficult for your parents especially for them to take such a large risk mm-hmm. for you to go into such a risky business so they always prefer for you to go something to saving or like some safer yeah. like engineering yeah. mm-hmm. or like medicine doctor, doctor <laughs> lawyer, lawyer yeah. exactly. engineer no yeah that's a huge huge thing like um the just overall influence of our cultural upbringing and i guess its impact on the amount of asian representation we see in the media like we don't see very many and like we're you know getting recycling and reusing um actors and actresses for a reason because because there's not that many mm-hmm. and um part of it yes maybe because there's not enough just like overall representation not enough like movies and tv shows that star asian characters or that would like to include Asian characters, but also because there's just not that many actors and actresses. And do we think that that is because, you know, as par- as we grew up, our parents didn't want us to pursue the- those kind of careers? Because, I mean, personally, growing up, I wanted to be an actress. Like, <laughs> like that was the dream. And, like, but, you know, you'd often not see the representation in, in TV shows. But also, like, your parents would never really allow it. Do you think yeah. that's kind of had an influence on just, like, how many act- Asian actors and actresses we've seen in today's um, society, I guess? Yeah. Because, Definitely. Like, Most we're likely. all growing up in, like, a westernized society. Like, Canada, United States. Like, our parents are most likely immigrants. Like, I know my parents were just, they were refugees. Not even immigrants. Like, they were kicked out. Like, they were oh. like, bye. So, like, when I, when I grew up, my mom was always, like, she really pushed for me to be, like, a doctor like an optometrist she's like med school at least like it's just like raise your hand if you relate <laughs> like, <laughs> you can tell but all, all of our hands are raised <laughs> yeah and she was more like you know like we left the country like it's just sort of like we worked so hard like we came from nothing like you don't understand like we were given like church like donation clothes like like we literally had nothing mm-hmm. i just want you to not like feel that same way like we would yeah. work so hard and i was like yeah, okay yeah. like and I- you know what that's like <laughs> gaslighting might it be but um it is quite valid that they they had to overcome a lot (laughs) a lot to like make it in you know our society today and you feel a certain responsibility to yeah be able to like make them feel proud and Mm -hmm. like make them feel like you know you didn't just come come to canada and immigrate and move away from your entire family for nothing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think just, like, our overall upbringing has definitely, like, caused a lot of Asian actors and actresses to not really, like, want to pursue that yeah. pursue that path, or aspiring actresses to not pursue that path. So, um, also, I guess something I kind of also wanted to mention was, like, how do we think, how do we feel just about um, the... Like, a, there's a lot of Asian actors and actresses that have come from Asia or, like, China or mm-hmm. Hong Kong who come to, um, like, America and Hollywood and try to make it in, in the industry. But it's it's really tough for them. As big as they are in Asia, it's, it's like, they come back or they come to, to, to Hollywood and it's, like, they're no one and nothing, you know? Like, I think... 
I guess a very big example is like Jackie Chan. He he, you know, yeah. started in 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 Hong Kong, and then like very store. yeah, very brilliantly made it in Hollywood, mm-hmm. and was probably one of his specific like one of very few Asian actors and actresses that actually like made it in Hollywood and became yeah. really really huge, and like a token Asian character. Yeah, and they're always typecasted. Type-casted. As, like, yeah. He did his stunts too. Like, he did. Yeah. yeah. To be fair for him, it's like it he, was like a he, lot did, of he did specialize in martial arts, oh. so like he yeah. he kind of did it. Is that stereotype? Yeah. But but that's like what it took. That's to what it took. Like, he get, had to be all these things in order yeah. to like, even like the one token. Actor. Literally. Yeah. To even he be had like to, considered and yeah. like you know learn to speak English as well. Yeah. Like. Mm-hmm. Uh, along with it and you know be really great at so many things just to like be able to make it yeah as an asian person in hollywood um yeah that's it's just really tough and very unfortunate that that's kind of like the the reality of the situation um in terms of i guess i think this was when when owen brought up like shang chi this was kind of you know, leading up to quite an iconic movie this past year, mm-hmm. um, and literally the first Asian Marvel superhero, first Asian superhero. But yeah, Shang Chi. What do we think of it? How do we feel about Simu Liu? How do we feel about Asian actors and actresses actresses being our representation in the media? Like, do you think that? They have had like been have successfully rep- represented like the Asian community. Have they been like a successful kind of spokesperson and and um, leader in in kind of like the industry and the community? And maybe like we can start mm-hmm. off with like Simu Liu with that. I love Simu Liu. <laughs> <laughs> All right, starting off strong. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I know some people here have some controversial no, opinions. No, it's not me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've watched all his interviews. I think it's so like I think it's so crazy that he graduated from Western. I mean, he's an Ivy graduate, and like <laughs> I feel like a lot of people at Western here, you know, can relate to that. Um, but in terms of like, I know I want to bring this back to the um, recycling act- actors and actresses. Mm-hmm. Um, Aquafina. Hmm. I feel like yeah, like she always plays the exact same character in every single movie. Like Raya and the Last Dragon. Like she was the dragon though. She was the dragon, and she was just comedic relief. And like in Shang Chi, like they got at the end of the movie. Sorry, spoiler alert again. Um, (laughs) Wait, but to be fair, Aquafina did. Have you seen the farewell? Oh, I saw that. Oh, amazing. That was so so like Aquafina, like. Give her some credit. Okay, that's true. I do I do love her. But yeah, at the end of um even Shang-Chi, they were invited to join the Avengers, but it wasn't just Shang-Chi. It was like him and, and Aquafina. But I was like, what is she? Like, what superpower does she have? I'm confused. <laughs> Maybe it's like comedic oh. relief? Like, I don't know. No, I was going to say like Ned and... But I... I have, oh. You know, yeah. Like in Spider-Man? Mm-hmm. Have you, have you all seen... MJ. Have you all seen No Way Home? Yes, of course. Have. Okay, like, iconic movie. Moment. It's like a little spoiler alert. And it's like a little, a little magic. So <laughs> maybe it's like that. Who knows? I, don't know. I feel like that's just Hollywood, though. Once yeah. you're, once you start playing a character, Hollywood just casts you at that character. Yeah, like, that's yeah. not just Aquafina. If you look at any other characters, mm, Ryan Reynolds. Oh, plays like the same character yeah, in every movie. He's just the comedian. So I don't yeah. feel like that's Aquafina's 
doing. Yeah, okay, doing. that is true. Yeah. That is a good she point. did have the farewell. Like that okay. one was also like very you know Asian yeah. focused. Yeah. yeah, it was a really good movie. Yeah. Um, but the problem was that people were really upset at the fact that she dropped her blackson because she. She's like, oh, I'm from Brooklyn. I'm from New York. You know, like, yeah. I talk like this. Yeah. And then she does that for all her comedic roles. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as she does the farewell, she talks without that. So. Yeah. And so a lot of people are upset about that. Yeah. I it's heard about role. that. It is. Like, so. But um, she could be funny without it, too. Yeah. yeah. That's mm-hmm. it. I mean, staying in, like, just the topic of, I guess, like, Shang-Chi. I, I, I really did enjoy the movie as well. Yeah. Um, I, I do think it was pretty well done. I Again though like it i just think like with these kinds of like movies with an asian lead it needs to be backed up or directed or have some kind of like behind the scenes support from other asian people as well yeah. like you can't have just like the the people on the screen be asian and then like it being written and filmed and everything by like white people yeah because like it's just not going to be the same um in terms of i guess like award shows in and, like, TV and, and film award shows, like, do you think that we ha- see enough, like, Asian representation there? Like, you know, besides, like, the few kind of awards that we've won as an Asian community, like, you know, obviously Parasite, um, Minari, or... Mm-hmm. Minari, yeah, yeah. Minari, and um, also, like, Squid Games, like, sweeped, you know, the Sega Awards, I believe, or... Yeah. And then, um, wh- how do we feel about, like... Have we gotten enough representation in in kind of like and recognition for like the the work that they put in in award shows? It's probably just the start. So yeah, been like a few movies, a few TV shows, a few character like sorry actors. Yeah, so it's important to recognize them as talented actors, and this is just the start. Hopefully, yeah. that'd be really sad if <laughs> just recognize like five people. And we're like, yeah, we're done. Mm-hmm. That's enough. You yeah. had you had your little five seconds of fame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Um, I I do I have enjoyed really a lot just like like seeing being able to like have our work recognized mm-hmm. and um, have like that Asian community be recognized and awarded. Yeah, like when you see someone who looks like you uh, achieve something, it feels like. I can do it's it. like a proud moment. Yeah, like yeah. you can do it. They can do it. I can do it. You know, yeah. kind of yeah. thing. Can yeah. You read it? No, agreed. Your career is an actor. I, I can do it. You can do it, Rena. <laughs> guys, is this? You can do it. Yeah. Right Not now, you guys, put it. you guys stop first. I'm doing it. I'll You're send you it. every casting call. That every I casting call. <laughs> this is the beginning of my career, guys. The start right of something new. Start something new. The start of something new. Truly, our theme for this evening. <laughs> um, okay, so it's a uh, it's around that 40 minute mark. Um, around time but just before we kind of like finish things off how do we feel or i guess like do you guys have any other kind of honorable mentions or shows or movies you want to shout out really quick either like good ones or bad ones hopefully good ones um that kind of have like asian representation in it or an asian lead or even creators content creators youtubers anyone Kaylin. <laughs> okay, well, thanks, Rena. Um, I think we've mentioned this before, but, like, YouTube, right? We grew up kind of... I, I know I grew up on, like, Wongfu, like, Ryan Higa, like, mm-hmm. that era Same. of, like, Asian YouTubers, like, mm-hmm. unfiltered. It's, like, I liked that. Like, you know, Asians of Secret Stuff. We were talking about Asians of Secret, Secret Stuff. stuff. I love that one. thing ever. Mm-hmm. So good. It's yeah. my comfort one. 
Yeah, no. I think Ryan Higa as well, for me, I remember just, like, nice guys or even, like, like, their really, like, earliest, yeah, and their parkour videos I really (laughs) liked as well. I don't know why I was, like, so obsessed with it. Literally, that was my dream. That's how I broke my leg. What? What? Oh, wait, parkour? Go go to the mic. No, well, I was just out with a friend, and then, I don't know, I decided to do something really stupid because of watching Ryan Higa, and I just happened to break my leg at the end of it. Mm. That's the yeah. impact that that's he had in the lives. Like, and he yeah. saw Ryan Higa. someone that looked like him do it, and he thought he could do it too. Yeah. Mm. And you could've, but he couldn't. You really could've. Well, like, I no, landed it, but then as soon as I landed, my bones just, like, Weak. no. Weak. I think <laughs> it's like, for it. Yeah. The just, impact is that he gave Owen, like, the hope that you yeah. could do it. You know, he, he inspired uh, him, Right? Inspiration. That's, that's where the... Matters. Yeah. The mentorship. True. Yeah. No. Um. I don't know. Do you guys have any other kind of I don't know people or just movies, TV shows you want to shout out? Watch Saving Face. Yeah. I need <laughs> watch to watch Alice Wu stuff. We're all gonna watch it after this. We're all gonna yeah. watch it. Yeah. After so this, exciting. We're all gonna watch it. Yeah. Um. I think for me, big one growing up. Avatar. Last yeah, I not the not the blue man. No, no. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're talking about. The whole three seasons. Yeah. Oh my god, I wish I made them more. I wish they made more. Yeah. I wish so badly that they mo- made more. But um, yeah, I loved that I series love- and just like everything was so well done. And I, I don't really watch, I don't know if it's really considered an anime, but I don't watch, you know, anime usually or at all. But that that show, the mixture of like no, it was comedy so good. everything. Um, yeah. Oh, and do you have any... Favorite TV shows, movies, films? Um, no. I I grew up just basically on YouTube as well. Like, yeah, same mainly like, YouTube. Um, Dietrich and... Dietrich. There's also... Western Kev- Voice? Yeah. <laughs> Quick Shout out. Plug. Yeah. Um, Shameless on plug. YouTube. <laughs> subscribe. Um, it's, it's live. Like it's live. and subscribe. Right. Don't forget to turn on notifications. At CSA Western. That's it. Sorry. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> well, no. It was just basically like Dietrich and... Kev Jumba. Mm. It's like that whole group just really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, were, they were all I had. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. And YouTube's like unfiltered and it's not like and a big production that's exactly. like There's deciding no, what comes out. You know, man behind the white screen, like yeah. white man behind the white screen <laughs> no, kind of thing. It, it's like actual, like the the people on the screen are the content, are the creators as well. Yeah. And so you get like that really authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, Content, mm-hmm. yeah. Rachel, do you have any besides? I guess like turning red. Any <coughs> favorite? Yeah, watch Turning Red. Yeah, um, Lily, amazing movie. Eleven out of ten. It hits home. Oh. Hits home. Eleven out of ten. ten. Sorry, that's <laughs> cool. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I guess that kind of puts a wrap. I, I, I think you know, just overall. I mean, it's it's gonna be constantly improving. And, and, well, I'm hopeful that it will be constantly improving and, like, a developing um, industry. But, you know, I'm really looking forward to kind of, like, what the entertainment industry brings us in terms of more diversity. Not just, like, with, not just with, like, Asian people, but, like, everyone kind of being involved and normalizing the fact that, like, anyone, no matter their race, gender, sexual orientation or anything, like, can be on a big screen and can be represented. Um, 
But yeah, I guess that's kind of a wrap on this episode, the last episode of CSA Talks. Thank you so much, Laura, Rachel, Owen, and Caitlin, all of you guys, for joining us on this very special episode. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in on our podcast, and we really hope you guys enjoyed it. Mm-hmm.